going to take, and I am your host. Welcome back. On this episode, we did a little something different, which I'm always super excited to do, man. On this podcast, we've had comedians, sports legends, musicians, uh, authors of books, and then we've had people whose opinions literally mean nothing, like producer JB or my brother Tom Lang. Um, but we, th- those are a rarity. We usually have people that actually have something to say that make a difference. And on today's episode, that's exactly what we did. We brought you reporter and journalist Viviana Serrade. Now, she is a highly respected person in the business, man. She she does it all. She's covering every news story. She's there on the ground, even um, in the most craziest situations such as protests, riots, whatever. Um, and... There's not a lot of people in this business that I admire as much as her. So it was a huge honor talking to her, and it was a huge pleasure. So um, I'm going to shut up now, and I'm going to let you guys listen to the great wisdom of Viviana Sarate. So without further ado, I bring to you the legendary Viviana Sarate. Alternate takelers, today we have in the building Miss Viviana Sarate. How are you doing, ma'am? Good, and you? Are we recording? Are we? No, not yet. We're live. We're live. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're good to go. All right, perfect. Awesome. Didn't expect that. How's your day going? Uh, it's good. It's my day off, so pretty good. Resting wow. a little bit, yes. What's a day off like with, for a journalist, considering I would imagine six days out of seven is pretty nuts? I, don't, I, I truly believe if you are a journalist at, a, at heart, you never have days off because every single day there's like so much information uh, through your phone, through like every single outlet possible. So I don't think you have a day off. Every single day you are learning, you're reading, you are, yeah, no, there's no days off for when the news, you know, when we're talking about the news. But as far as like, you know, resting at my house, a little, yes, definitely more of that. But yeah, as far as information, yeah, no. Nice. I love that. Well, I always like to start from the beginning with all my guests because it's always a huge like direct correlation as to how they got successful and how they're how they became from humble beginnings and whatnot. So if you don't mind telling us the beginning and where you came from and where you're born and all that good stuff. Okay, so yeah, I've been a journalist for the past eight years. Uh, I was lucky enough or blessed enough that uh, as soon as I was about to graduate from communications, at Cal State Fullerton, I was doing my internship at Mundo Fox, which was like the Fox in Spanish at the time. At, at this point, there's, you know, Mundo Fox doesn't exist no more. But at the time, they were like a kind of franchise, like sister kind of network of Fox. Um, so I was doing my internship there, and then they they loved my work and then they, they hired me a part-time, then full-time. But at that time I was behind camera. I was doing something that's called an assignment desk editor, which is the person who investigates what's kind of trending in the news world that specific day. And then you assign those stories to the reporters. And then after that, I got a better offer to be in front of camera, um, channel 62 KRCA. And yeah, that's, that's that. Wow. <laughs> in the past five years yes wow what was it like at a at cal state fulton i mean i i grew up in la habra so that that's a whole hometown of me and all that stuff and when the baseball games there and everything what was it like like the whole communications program uh i honestly don't remember a whole lot but uh i i, I don't remember a whole lot i mean I, I guess it was fun i guess it was exciting uh, I remember this particular professor, Brent Foster. Uh, I I remember him because he was very honest when it comes to the truth of this industry. And he told us, hey, if you're here because you want to be on camera and you think you're a diva or you look pretty or whatever, you're in the wrong place, or you think you're going to make money, you're in the wrong place. And yes, he was so right. <laughs> Uh, so I remember him because of his honesty. Uh, other than that, I think, uh, I don't know, just, you know, college, you know, you're just going through the motions of college, homework, boyfriends. I, I don't know. It's just college, right? <laughs> yes. Good time. Well, I wasn't smart enough to go to college, but yeah, I, I, I think I have an idea. <laughs> yeah. 
That's yeah, awesome. yeah, no, I mean, definitely education was something my parents always taught me to have, like both my parents are lawyers and then my grandpa, doctor or whatnot. So it, it wasn't an option for me not to go to college. I had to go to college and yeah, so I, I, I do believe that, I mean, something that, that my dad always told me is that, hey, if I don't have money or if I don't have like a, you know, houses or real estate to leave you, you know, in my will, I left you with education and nobody can take that away from you. And that is so accurate. Like nobody can take that away from me. The education, everything that I have learned, nobody can take it away. Wow. Yeah, that's so true. Um, was that something that was like echoed in your life? Like just from your childhood, like when you're, cause I believe you're from Colombia, right? Correct. Uh, I'm next to Colombia. I'm from Ecuador. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, my whole life, I grew up seeing my parents. Well, like I said, both my parents are lawyers. My mom worked for the government in Ecuador. My dad had his own, uh, you know, lawyers firm, attorneys, you know, firm. And then he also was teaching, uh, the university. So, I, I, I don't see myself in a world where I don't go to college because that's kind of how I was raised. That's what I saw my whole life. And like I said, even when I was growing up, my dad was doing his PhD, my mom was doing her doctorate. So, you know, so I was always very familiar with the college and all this education life. So it, it's very familiar. What was it like when you first started getting work as a journalist? Because uh, I know it's a very, like you said, it's a very interesting field where especially nowadays where it's, if you tell the truth, you're kind of like vilified for that. You know, it's, it's as to where you <laughs> think that'd be a good thing, you know? Um, what was it like getting your first gigs, you know, first starting out and I'm sure you're excited, but also a little nervous. What was it like getting, you know, like the first news stories you ever got, maybe even in college as an intern? I was super naive, super naive. You, I, and I think for the most part, any single person who goes into journalism thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to change the world, which you can, absolutely, it's a possibility. And some people, some journalists actually do make a change in our communities, absolutely. But I do believe for the most part, that is not the case. For the most part, you follow an agenda that's being given to you by your boss and you have to follow it if you want to keep your job. Um, not in my case. In my case, I think I'm lucky enough at this point in my life not to work for a company that doesn't censor what I'm saying and what the facts are. So I was naive. I was naive of what journalists could truly do, uh, depending on what station they work at. And I'm imagining you have colleagues at both stations. You probably have friends at Fox, you probably have friends over here, you probably have friends all over the place. And have they expressed I have friends at every, Yes, I have friends at every single station. So I really want people to think like, oh my gosh, she only has friends with Fox, which I do have friends at Fox. The same way I have friends at NBC, Telemundo, Univision, ABC. Like I legit have friends at every single news station. So yes. That's awesome. That's great. And I'm imagining that they probably like are probably a little bit, not jealous, but probably a little bit like, wow, I wish I had this setup where I can report on what I think is the truth and say what I want to say. I mean, like you said, the agenda is, is very clear to everybody now. I mean, there was like a tweet the other day, some guy put up, I think it was a Tim pool. And it was like, if, if like you're, if you're listening to the corporate media on anything, you're, you're based, it's like the definition of insanity now, because that's how much trust is gone from, you know, the major corporations. Like, what's it like for you to deal with that? Because I'm sure it kind of bugs you because you, you're doing your best to you know, make sure the truth is out there. But at the same time, no one really trusts big news sources anymore. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. I do understand why people don't trust the media. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give you some examples. I'm not going to mention names of those specific stations because uh, people have told me those things, you know, as, you know, it's a secret, right? In confidence. So what can I tell you? Uh, um, I can tell you that a lot of a lot of reporters are not happy with the kind of stories they're assigned and the kind of angle they're being asked to report on. I, I can assure you they're not happy, but there's nothing. I mean, like this industry is so small. And then when you get to bigger markets such as LA, which is, well, number one, marketing Spanish, number two in English, it's even like nobody wants to leave this market because it's so big, like anything, like if you're in LA, it's only New York, if you're in English, of course. So anything else is like you're downgrading. So nobody wants to lose their job. 
but they're not happy. Uh, I mean, I, I could give you examples of what I'm telling you. For example, I was talking to a friend from, from for this news station in English, because uh, there's a quite an interesting difference between the Spanish stations and the English stations. So I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna make the difference for people to know. Uh, so he was telling me that one of the new policies that they have now is, you know, when they have uh, car pursuits, you know, they usually have the chopper, they have the helicopter, and now they are prohibited from saying the, the, the you know, for the driver, they cannot say the suspect and they cannot mention the race at all. So if the suspect, uh, well, you, you, can say, you, you can even say the word suspect and you cannot mention the race at all. You can say the driver of the Chevy Impala or whatever, but you are not allowed to mention the, their race or you, can, you cannot call them the suspect, which I find that extremely crazy. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. I mean, the reason you do that is not is not to uh, I would imagine not to profile somebody, but the reason you do that is to is for safety for citizens. Like, hey, you're looking for this person in this car, and if it's not this person in this car, then you're okay. I mean, we saw that happen with uh, uh, Christopher Dorner. You know, I mean, uh, what was that like almost ten years ago where they said it's this kind of car and whatever, and then they shot the wrong car on accident. I mean, like, it, there's a reason descriptions are put out. It's for the safety of everyone involved, and not just law enforcement, but I'm assuming for all the citizens as well. And um, and I'm very happy that you bring that point up because that's one particular event, you know, one, one particular example of what I'm talking about. There was this other time, and this actually I lived it because I was there. There was a shooting. Uh, there was a shooting, and they were looking for the suspect. Correct. Uh, so there was this, this this media, this English media there. And the PIO, which is the public information officer for people who don't know what the PIO is. So the PIO comes and they give you the information and then you just, you know, then you go live and you give your information, right? So I remember that they gave us a description. They gave us a race of the suspect that they were looking for. And I was standing next to this uh, lady. I'm not gonna say what channel. And she never gave the description of the suspect. Never. And I was, I, like I said, I was still naive and I actually, and that's not too long ago. I, I think like the past two years have been like eye-opening, you know, for everybody. So I asked her like, Hey, so kind of like what happened? You know, I don't know. The PIO told us the, the suspect was this, this and that. And she answered that she didn't want to put people of that particular race in danger. And in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I see where you're coming from, but how about justice for the victim, justice for the family? And not just that, the safety of the public, the safety of the community, community around where this shooting homicide just happened. How are they gonna find the person who committed a homicide if you don't give them the correct description. And I was just shocked. And, and I have seen that not just once or twice, I have seen that a couple of times. I actually have experienced it. I've actually heard it because I had this reporter next to me. So yeah, it happens. It's so it's so insane to me that we're, we've gotten culturally this um, politically correct and this sensitive to where we can't offend somebody who's a suspect of a crime. like. It, it, you know, that's not really it's not to offend you. It's, it's to, you know, warn the public of what's going on. Like I just saw like a, a Joe Rogan um, podcast clip he had with uh, another comedian, uh, Theo Vaughn, and they're talking about that. And he was literally like and it's funny he mentioned it. Theo Vaughn is hilarious, by the way. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> yes. Seen him multiple times. The, the dude kills on stage. Um, But they had mentioned that, like, he's like, if you had mentioned written down just on paper, like what George Gascon has done for like LA or whatnot, or just other mayors across the country, like uh, Lori Lightfoot or, or uh, the dude in New York, the psychopath in New York. If you did all those things and like you wrote down what they're doing, you would think it's like a comic book. Like you would think like someone hired these guys, like they're the, like they're the bad mayor in Batman, like where they just do everything for the mob. And it's all like, they let out prisoners. They let people do this. And 
they legalize drugs that they know only make people do violent things like heroin and and it's just I, I don't even know how we get to this point and then someone like yourself who goes around telling the truth about these things you're like you're you're the problem you're the bad person for telling everyone what they shouldn't want to hear because it might hurt their feelings like how how do how did we even get here and how, how did it happen so fast like that's the problem like it it seemed like it happened so quickly uh yes and you know it's it, it's very sad because uh just this week we my, my crew my camera guy and we were attacked we were harassed by this guy well but by, by these two guys actually we had to call the cops and everything and I understand why people are so upset at the media. I get it. Trust me. I absolutely get it. But it, it kind of sucks for the rest of the good reporters who actually want to tell you the facts when these people harass you because you're actually doing your job. But like I said, I, I understand where they're coming from. And I also wanted to bring up like another example of the different things. So people really understand to the degree of how biased some, some news stations can be. I think every single person remembers the what happened on January 6th, right? Everybody remembers, right? And it wasn't every single news media, every platform, whatever, you know. And once again, I'm not gonna say what media, but this media was in Spanish. Um, and I talked to this reporter and this friend of mine was furious so so upset and i was asking this person why why are you so upset and well here's the thing uh, as reporters we are supposed to report on facts on what's actually happening we are not reporting on what ifs hypotheses uh imaginary situations that's not our job that's not our job we report on what's happening on facts quite as simple as that and my friend was uh, extremely upset because um, the producer assigned her this following story that um, so she needed to go out to the public and ask the public the following question. What do you think would have happened if the people who actually entered the Capitol were either African-Americans or Hispanics. So like, that tells you what kind of what 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 kind of story they want they're pushing for. Right. Right. And here's the thing, it, that, that didn't even happen. So now we're doing a story about something that never happened ever. So you're just trying to push a specific agenda, a specific ideology, just why? Because you're biased. Like so it's dude, I was so shocked when my friend told me that because we're not even reporting on real events but fictional stuff yeah right? it's so and it's so crazy because it i you know it's it's funny because i first started seeing that switch because i wasn't a big news guy as a kid you know i i mean I'm, I'm i'm into sports and when i'm 13 i'm into sports and girls there's nothing else i don't care about the news don't <laughs> you know i'm saying i'm 13 and skateboarding with my friends maybe and um i saw it like around 13 changing like espn used to be here's ESPN, here's Stuart Scott, and here's, here's the highlights, and there it is. And then they started bringing debate shows on where, where who's the best home run hitter of all time, and then it's an hour of two guys arguing, and it's like, I don't care about these dudes' opinion on who's the best. I could just show me what happened. And then, then that started getting traction because now there's people and sitting down in the living room arguing with the TV, saying, no, you're wrong. And then they're like, well, our ratings are going up. There's, there's money in there. There's money in debate. And now 10 years later, that's all that's on ESPN. It's just debate shows. It's just people arguing about nothing, about hypotheticals. And the news saw that, and I'm assuming, and they just took it around with it. The news started doing the same thing. It's literally mostly just debate shows about things that aren't yes. either haven't happened or are things that aren't important. And I'm actually, you're actually mentioning that, the fact of like opinion, because now I think, and it's so fortunate that I think the viewer doesn't really recognize the difference between facts and opinion. And now we have these extremely famous and news anchors or whatever, that they're telling you the truth, the facts, plus their opinion. So they're molding whatever they want the community to think. So it's, it's sad because 
people don't realize the difference between those things. They can, I mean, some people can, some people cannot, and they're not able to discern the difference between those two. So now, so now we have somebody telling you what's really happening plus their opinion, and you know their opinion is biased. Because here's the thing, and, and I'm talking about both sides. <laughs> Left and right, both of them are biased. Both of them have an agenda. And what you mentioned, like the main agenda, number one is money. Like they realize that controversy, like shocking events, emotion sells. Like they're, sell they're selling like the shocking factor. They know that's what sells. So first of all, num the number one bias is they're biased towards the money, to to towards whatever sells. Then you can add ideologies such as like political issues or whatnot. But first is money because at the end of the day, any new, like any, news it's a news show you know what i mean it's not just per se news they're selling you a show they're selling you emotions they're selling you an ideology and it's so sad because so many times like you know the same way we have in on like on newspapers where it says opinion you know right before the article okay so you know it's opinion i i wish people uh, had the exact same thing on uh, on TV. Like after they're done telling the story, well, here's my opinion. So people know that's part of their opinion. That's not a fact. And right now, fortunately, there's that line. There's no line. It's one thing, and that's definitely molding our society. Whatever they're telling you, whatever they're saying, is they're pushing. And I, I truly believe, you know, how we have three branches of the government, uh, you know, I, I think now we have four. Well, we've had four for a while. And the media, it's, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. The media has become, what, the judge, jury, and executioner in so yeah. many things. And it's, it's so sad. So now I, I, I understand why people are afraid or so frustrated with the media because the media has become this monster and they're doing whatever they want because they can. Yeah, that's, that's really what it is, is that they can. Like, there's no laws against media for willingly telling lies. They don't get fined for anything. They don't get put in jail for anything. They don't ever suffer a penalty for anything. So if we can just keep doing it and get away with it, then what's what's the repercussion? Why not? I mean, if it's going to keep making you money. And and you're right. People will, people will tell a fact, and then they'll immediately follow it by an opinion, and then they'll try to, like, converge them and make it and make it into something different. Like, a perfect example would be, like, Colin Kaepernick, and he'll say something like, um, the NFL measures people on their physical traits, which is a fact. And then his opinion is, which means it's like slavery. And then he tries to mold them together. And you're like, dude, no, that those aren't the same thing by any means. But that's what they'll do. They'll do a fact, and then they'll mold it with an opinion, and they'll try to converge it into some false truth, which is, it's not a truth. And they're like, well, I said a fact. And you're like, yeah, but the second part was not a fact. It was completely not true. And it, it's just so strange how people have to battle with that um there was a tv show that came out like 10 years ago and i really liked the show it was more left-leaning but i definitely liked the premise of the show it's called the newsroom i don't know if you ever saw it um mm -hmm. yeah but I, but i love the idea of the show where it was like we're battling with our producers and the owners of the company on putting out a show that only tells the facts and our producers are upset because now we're not making money no one cares about that we're not talking about um at the time they're talking about like a like Justin Bieber, like we're not talking about Bieber and his new girlfriend. We're talking about the economy. And of course that doesn't sell. People are click changing the channel to go to, you know, Justin Bieber or whatever the hell they're talking about. So I've always wondered that, like, how, how do, do you get pressure from that from your producers ever? Like, Hey, we got to push the story or whatnot. Uh, like I said, I, I, I'm lucky enough to work at a company that I personally have not experienced that but I know from other stations that that's definitely the fact. Uh, another example, another example. <laughs> so, uh, well, you live here in LA, well, LA County or well, you know, the vicinity of it, whatever. So uh, they just recently uh, closed the MacArthur Park for cleanup or whatnot, right? And so I don't know if you're familiar with the area, but there's like a dozens and dozens of street vendors around the area right right and here's the thing street vendors were not 
they were not going to be relocated. They were not going to be pushed away. They were not like that was a fact, correct? Um, so this news station in Spanish did that story of how the close uh, how the close up of the MacArthur Park is going to affect them. And funny enough, uh, we interview the same person. I mean, he interviewed a couple of people, I interviewed a couple of people, but amongst those people, we interview one, the same person. And when you see his report, it's all like, oh my gosh, this horrible thing. These, these street vendors are not going to have a, a way to sell their food or, you know, whatever they have to do. And they're going to be displaced. And, and, so a completely different story. And then the people that I interview, including the exact same person that this guy interviewed, they were happy. They were extremely happy about the cleanup. They wanted it. They wanted it because they realized a cleaner park means more people are going to come. More people are going to come and enjoy their time there with their families or whatnot, which means more, you know, more traffic, more people who might also buy their stuff. And and I was just shocked. I was telling my, my camera guy, like, I cannot believe this. This is amazing. We interviewed the exact same person, but you see, but you see this guy's story and you see my story completely polar opposite. Why? Because they're trying to sell one story. They're trying to sell one idea. Why? I, I, yeah, I really wish I could tell you the names of these, these channels. I really wish, because I, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll, it's just sad. We'll do it off air. We'll do it off air. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Definitely. I mean, you. Can, I mean, I could probably even. I mean, I might have to even look up the dates, but I could probably tell you the dates, and then the viewers can actually look it up, and they they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, there's not too many Spanish channels in LA, so it would be an easy, yeah, to find out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I found that interesting. They what you're talking about is very common for a lot of things. I remember there was like a like a reporter going around and it was like one of those like uh reporters on YouTube. So it's not like they're assigned to any channel or anything, but um, they're going through like very low crime neighborhoods and they're asking them about like, this is like the height of the defund the police, like, uh, you know, protests, like mostly like in middle, like summer of last year in 2020. And, and they're going through like Minnesota and they're going through like, this is right after the George Floyd riots and everything. And, and all of them are like, no, like that. And everybody they're talking to like, no, it's the last thing we want. Like, no, like ever since it happened, crime has gone up like 200 something percent. And they're like, no, that's the last thing we want. And then even uh, recently with uh, in Atlanta for the all-star game for MLB all-star game, same exact thing. They're like, should we move the all-star game to Colorado? They're like, no, that's huge revenue for us, for our city. That's huge tourism. We don't, the laws don't affect the voting laws are, are what they're reporting is, is not accurate. We all can vote here. We all have an ID. We're fine to go. We want the all-star game here. And they're like, yeah, but we're doing it for you. So we're going to report that there's sort of injustice going on here. And then we're going to move it to Colorado, but we're doing it for you. Like we're helping you by moving it out of your state and taking all this money away from you. We're helping it. We're helping you. And then we're by taking away police in these neighborhoods, we're helping you. And you're like, no, you're not. And the people that are actually living there totally disagree, but it, you're right. They have an angle and they're just going to report whatever they want to report. It's just so crazy. I, I, I like the, the fact that you mentioned that, uh, regardless, I mean, I'm not talking about a specific scenario that you're mentioning, but I love how, and I'm including celebrities, I'm including athletes, politicians, they're so out of touch of reality. <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, we're doing this for you. We're helping you. We, we, we know better. Well, you live in a gated community. Okay, maybe you have a 24-hour detail, security detail. So that doesn't really apply to you. And <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just find it so, so amazing how people actually follow these athletes, follow these actors, actresses, singers, <laughs> when their lives have nothing to do with yours, like at all. But those are the people that they follow. And those are the people that they actually follow, follow their advice. And I'm like, Really, but your reality, you don't live in a mansion. You don't make millions of dollars every single year. You don't have a security detail. You don't have a bodyguard 24-7 with you. So yeah. why? That's what's crazy. I mean, like, like I mean, perfect example. I mean, obviously it's, it goes unsaid, but like LeBron James, you know, Le I think like Clay Travis recently said, like, 
you know, this guy's done more to separate the country more than anybody. And I'm like, I kind of hit, it's kind of right. Him and Kaepernick. I mean, like he does have 24 seven, you know, security. He does have police at his house. He, he faked a hate crime at his home for God's sakes. And, um, and it's funny cause I, I've, I've actually met police officers who have escorted them. They're like, yeah, the guy's totally respectful. He loves us. So he says, thank you all the time. And I'm like, then what's his angle then? Like, why is he always doing what he's doing? Like, why does he always say like how much he, dislikes cops you know tweeting you're next to a to a poor officer who saved a life for god's sakes and and it's just it's just strange how you see that um i mean um growing up as a kid one of my biggest idols was bruce springsteen and it, i just loved how his music talked about like you can be the middle you can be the nobody and then you can just be born and run you can just get whatever you want and as long as you work hard you know and and you have that you know blue collar attitude even if you have a white collar mindset if as long as you have that blue collar attitude you can get whatever you want to do and it's about chasing your dream and now he's completely lost in reality. He's gone as he's gone as it all gets. He's he's not the same person he was singing about, you know, 40 years ago, that's for sure. Well, I think you just mentioned something super, super important. Uh, now we're dealing. OK, first of all, I think many of these people don't want to truly say what they believe because of the cancel culture that we have nowadays. Right. Many, many people, and I can assure you, even in the news industry, many, many people do not agree with what they report. But they do it because they don't want to lose their job and they don't want to be called out. They don't want to be harassed. They don't want to be doxxed on the internet. And, that, and once again, I'm not going to mention names, but this happened to, to a worker from a uh, co worker, well, you know, colleague from this English channel. Uh, she was reporting on the on the riots that happened here in LA, and some viewers, I guess, didn't like what she said in regards to the people who were stealing, and an avalanche of comments and uh, uh, an avalanche of like horrible comments on, on her Instagram page. Oh, like yo, you're this, you're accusing her of all these horrible things, just by actually saying. What was happening like the camera was there you saw the images she wasn't making it up like it's there the video's there but just because she said what she was seeing uh she was attacked horribly on the internet so i i and here's the thing after that the same reporter and i tell you and that tells you how the how powerful they are, even though Instagram and Twitter and all these are like not real places, but they're, they, they still have some sort of strength, which is ridiculous. I feel like, okay, the moment I turn off my phone or like I log out of my Instagram, I really don't care. <laughs> like, like, you don't, you know, you don't pay my bills. You are not my mom. You are not my dad. You're not like, I seriously don't care. You know what I mean? Um, so, but to, to, to show you like, uh, how much they can influence a reporter. After this happened with this particular reporter, there was another incident in, I want to say San Bernardino, of, a of an attack of an elderly man in a bathroom. It wasn't San Bernardino. It was Antelope Valley, actually, uh, of an attack of an elderly man in a bathroom. Uh, they robbed the guy. They attacked the guy. They assaulted this guy. If I'm not mistaken, this, uh, this Latino uh, grandpa died. And once again, they release the information and the description of the suspect. And, and then she, she made like a post on her Instagram and it didn't say a word about the description of the suspect. And I actually was like, I know you're lying because I was there and I know exactly they gave us the description. So I was like, hey, so what is the description, you know? Oh, at this moment, they don't know. I'm like, lie. What a liar! You're lying. I was there. I and I, and I'm looking back. I think the reason why she didn't want to write anything in regards to what what was the race of the suspect is because she already suffered that backlash of um, and I'm not talking one or two or like a dozen hundreds of comments attacking her. And then here here comes the thing: people now can find out where you live. They can find out like what school your children go to. So I under like I don't want to. I don't want to defend her because you should tell the truth no matter what, but I understand why some reporters are hesitant. It shouldn't be that way, but I understand because even me, I, I know some people don't like what I post. I know some people, I don't want to say that I've been dogs, but some people have called my station and I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, 
so I know I, I and I at some point in my life felt like afraid or you know for my own safety but I think the moment that you actually do what they want they want and they own you and I don't know in my case I'm not gonna let them own me I'm 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 gonna report what I see and what I see is something that you don't like well that's your problem don't do it yeah and I and I think that's what people respect about you the most honestly is that when given the choice to choose between the truth or or essentially your morality or your job status is that you consistently keep doing the truth and that's that's huge for everybody involved I mean I mean god forbid on on your Instagram um I remember trying to look up your name and you have to like literally type in your full name to try to find your profile because even <laughs> Instagram goes out of their way to silence reporters of your mindset who tell the truth. And like, I'm not even famous and I don't even have thousands and thousands of followers like at all. Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. It's crazy. I, yeah, I even, it's um, crazy. I got in contact with, uh, and I'm hoping we get an interview soon with, uh, Isai Morales, great actor, you know, and, um, I found his Instagram account very cool. And, uh, you know, and I got an email with him or I started talking to him and I tried to go back to his Instagram and check. And I was like, why can't I find his Instagram? And I had to literally type it word for word, the exact underscore everything. And then it would pop up as to where, and it's like, they do it on purpose. They literally make it as hard as you can, they can for you to even find this, even just to search their name, you know, in hopes that you go, Oh, they probably deleted their profile or something or, or just make it not even, you know, applicable for you to get there. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah, well, we are living in an, in a time where censorship is at its highest. I mean, it's it's sad because at this point, uh, I think we, okay, besides brainwashing, you know, everybody, uh, it's it's sad that we are not allowing the people to actually choose. And, and it goes both ways. I mean, whether you want to follow a left agenda or a right agenda, that's okay. I really don't care. As long as you are knowledgeable and you're well informed about why you're following that, not just because the other side of the story is not being provided to you. Why? Just because some specific agenda is like, you know, behind it. So honestly, I don't have anything against anybody as long as they're well informed and they're educated about what they believe. But not just, but just, be, not just because that's the only thing they know about, but or maybe because they were never, you know, taught or they never had the opportunity to learn about that. And now with the news, like now with this, all these media platforms, we we don't really get to see both sides. It's it's pretty it's pretty black and white, and and that's also another problem that right now we have so many social issues that are explained so black and white in the media when in reality they're way, way more complex than that. So I feel like that's another problem that we need to deal with. It's the fact that we generalize things, we make it black or white, but certain things are way more complex than that and need more research and need more uh, a better dialogue instead of just polarizing just because we want that viewer, we want that particular person, group of people to keep on watching just just because we want to follow that agenda. Sorry. Right. No, no worries. No, I, and I couldn't agree more, but it's funny how like when I think about the root cause of all these things, I always think it comes back to your childhood. I don't know why, but I always think that because and the reason I do is because. I was always brutally told the truth when I was a kid, like, and it, and it was, even if it was a good or a bad truth, it, it didn't matter. I played baseball as a kid. And, and if I had a good game, my parents were like, yeah, had a good game, good job. And if I had a really bad game, then they said, you did shitty. It, you, you know, you, <laughs> fucked, you fucked up. What do you want to clap, clap your hands for you? you? You struck out like twice. Like it was terrible, but <laughs> right. You got another game in 45 minutes, you know, you can have time. So, um, and I have friends that were never told the truth and were, and were sheltered. And, and, it shows. <laughs> and it shows because you see how they lean politically. I mean, like, um, because you, you know, I have friends that didn't even have a car payment until like 25, like their parents were like, all right, fine. We're going to force you to make pay your car now. Like you're 25 years old. What do you mean? You haven't paid for your car yet. This is insane. <laughs> this is insane. And it's like, um, I, I mentioned this in the last episode we had, um, it was really cool. We had it with a uh, coach Carter from the movie, like the real coach Carter. And he had mentioned that if you like set the bar low for children, um, then they'll get over it. He's like, but what parents fail to realize if you set the bar high, they'll also get over it too. And it makes them way more mentally tougher. It makes them way more rational, way, some, way more logical. 
that makes them way more mentally equipped to handle the world, which is full of a lot of brutal truths, like whether we like it or not. And um, it's just so strange how we hide the truth. Like when I turn on the news and it says uh, unrest in L.A., I'm like, that's not unrest. Those are buildings on fire. Like I, you can call it unrest all you want, but that's somebody who has that's attempted murder in my head. That's they don't know if someone's in that building and they just threw a bunch of, you know, things filled with alcohol and soaking rags on them. And they just lit it on fire. Like, how are you not trying to kill somebody in that building? And then, and then, uh, you know, uh, like the Rittenhouse, what's going on in Rittenhouse. And there, and then when that happened, they GoFundMe said, you cannot donate to his thing. And Facebook said, you cannot donate to his thing. And now all the evidence is coming out and you're like, holy crap, man, this dude's pretty goddamn innocent. And you didn't even let people help him. Like, this is, this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know what, actually something very similar happened with, you know, to my crew, uh, my camera guy, yes, I, I completely understand what you're saying. The whole thing like, oh, oh, there's some protests, like nothing really horrible is happening. My coworker, my camera guy, he, they actually cracked his head open. They threw two bottles or one rock. Well, it's, it's they threw things at his, at his uh, head, two rocks, one bottle, two bottles, one rock, whatever. So he actually ended up in the hospital with a concussion. So yeah, they were pretty darn Pacific, pretty darn like, you know what I mean? And here's the thing, they also threw a fireworks out towards my face. Like I have video of that. I'm not making it up. So, and, 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 I, and that's another problem with, with the news, call it what it is, say it, say exactly how it is. And, and here's the thing, many, many of the times, when I was doing the whole, you know, arrest or riots, whatever you want to call it here in LA, I didn't see many of my peers. I didn't see them. Okay, given the fact that it was a dangerous situation, I understand that. But at the same time, if you are not there, why are you reporting on it if you really don't have the actual account of what's really happening if you're not there? And I can tell you, I didn't see many of my coworkers, I mean, colleagues from other stations, I didn't see them. And it's sad. It's sad because we are getting information from people who were not even there, who didn't suffer and then, you know, going to the hospital. Uh, so it's sad. It's, it's sad. I mean, then again, I, I do have to say this. I did go to some protests that were completely pacific, that nothing, nothing happened at all. But at the same time, I did go to places like I'm telling you, like co-working ended up with a concussion in the hospital. So I saw both sides. So for them to say that all of them were pacific, it's not fair. Or saying that all of them were riots, that's not fair either. But how would you know? They were not even there. Right. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, like, and then the crazy part is when you are there and you say, this is what I saw, they're like, you're biased. You're like, with, with, with evidence, yeah. what, do you mean, what am I biased with, 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 with firsthand experience? Like you're not, you're not discounting my argument. You're actually proving it. Yeah. I guess I'm biased because I was there. I saw it. Yeah, no doubt. Like I, I don't know how to argue with that. And, and you know, I had, I had friends that were there um, cause they're in law enforcement and they're talking like we got frozen water bottles and, and cement rocks and, uh, you know, it's just interesting because, you, you know, it's just, it's not really going to stop, especially if like you have, you know, people at news stations saying um, like in quote um, specifically saying like, where does this say that protests are supposed to be peaceful? And you're like, all right, man, like you're literally just you're you're inciting violence. And then and then but the next sentence would be like, and then this guy's inciting violence. And you're like, you just did it. You, it's literally what you just did. Where And then, you know, now it's just I don't know. It's so crazy of a time. And it, it just. It's funny because we were like, I want to go back to the good old days. And I'm like, that wasn't even long ago. It was like 20 years ago, <laughs> you know, but it feels like it was so long yeah. ago. Yeah. You know what? I mean, and some people might not agree with me when I say this, because uh, I, I mean, I'm trying to be as fair as I can with other colleagues and other news stations. They were not there. Okay. I mean, not all the time. Uh, eventually they ended up coming to, the next following days after the whole chaos happened you know everything started like at the freeway i don't know if you remember everything started that day whatever i was there i was actually the only news media there when the whole thing happened with ch i was the only media there the only wow. news channel there and you can like actually every single not every single news station but other news stations have their choppers and you can see me there so like i can totally tell you i was the only reporter with my camera guy there the only one um 
Uh, okay, so here's the thing. First of all, I understand. Okay, it's it's for me. It's really hard to say like, okay, you were not there, so you shouldn't be talking about it. And then people are not gonna probably agree with me, but to some extent, I also do understand why news reporters didn't go because we're being attacked. And yeah. here's the thing, a parenthesis, I have been attacked by the left. I have been attacked by the right. I have been attacked by both freaking groups because they think I belong to the other group. <laughs> so uh, at this point, I, I don't have, I don't have I don't have preference to which kind of uh, protest I want to go to because I have been attacked by both and they actually have pushed me and shoved me and yelled at me by both sides. So uh, I, I I just don't want to go to any protest to be quite honest with you. But, uh, um, so what I'm gonna say, okay, so to be fair with other reporters, it's it's, it's quite a dangerous job. And in my case, I'm like, okay, what I'm like petite, I'm five four. What am I gonna do if I have a group of ten guys trying to beat me up? I can't do anything. Like, so like, what can I do? So I understand if other co-workers feel the exact same way. And why why are you gonna risk your life for a station? I mean, I don't think no job is worth your life at all. I don't care. I, I'm not losing my life because of you know. My, because of because of a job, and so I understand why some some reporters didn't didn't go all the way to where the riot was happening. I understand that, and and here's the thing: they now the way during riots during protests they're very well organized. The people who are committing all these vandalism acts and or whatnot they're very organized. So and I saw it and I saw it. So it's kind of funny whenever they're like vandalizing buildings or graffiti, graffiti or whatnot, they actually create like a wall and they take off their jackets and they create the wall. So you're not able to see what's happening behind that wall and you, you are not able to record because they're creating that wall. And sometimes when you're actually, and I saw this, that's what I'm saying, I'm not making it up. I even saw when they, one guy was able to actually kind of peek into what they were doing, they chased after the guy two blocks. They were chasing after this camera guy for two blocks because he was able to see what they were doing. And, and I think he took pictures. And now looking back, it wasn't the smartest decision. I followed the, I followed the crowd because I was so afraid of the guy getting beat up. I mean, I'm, what am I gonna do? Nothing. But in my mind at the moment, I was like, oh, maybe I can do something. And, and they chased after the guy for like two or three blocks until we he saw a patrol car and that's when they left but it's so i understand imagine being being like like uh chased for two blocks by what like 10 20 people so i understand why some reporters don't go all the way into the riots. So I under so i just i just wanted to mention that because i don't think it's completely fair to say you know what i mean it's i i don't know it's like an in between no, I understand your point. You're you're not you're not saying that they're you know like dishonorable. You're you're saying that like your accounts shouldn't be discredited because you were actually there. But no offense to anyone who wasn't. I'm just saying that like right, exactly. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Yeah, and it's just you're right. It's just a, it's a crazy time. I, I just saw recently that they had a that they they had the guy that's in charge of the BLM chapter, and he was like, if this Rittenhouse thing doesn't go the right way, there's going to be riots. There's going to be protests. There's going to be bloodshed. Specifically, is what he said. And, and then the next new sentence is uh, parents are now domestic terrorists because they don't like what's being taught in schools. And you're like, Wait, five minutes ago, this guy just said he's going to be bloodshed if he doesn't like a trial going on. Like that, that sounds pretty domestic terrorist to me. But like what what is happening? And like it's it's a lot like what you said, like if you were in the streets at these protests and you got attacked by these people, one news station is going to say, well, you're probably harassing them. You're in their face. You probably had it coming. If anything, you probably provoked them. And the other one's going, no, dude, that's a news reporter who just re- recording what's going on. And then now everyone's like, what, what's the truth? What happened? And the only people that they aren't oh, believing I, is the person yeah. who was there. <laughs> oh, I have, I have been in that position. I, I, I have been in that position and <laughs> I, I just love it because they get so upset when you record them. <laughs> it's, it's just funny. Um, I was in this particular, in this particular protest where this guy just basically snatched the flag out of out of the other group just ripped it and and then we recorded the whole thing and 
and the, the side of the person who actually took the, the, the flag from the other group, uh, they were so upset because here's the thing, I went to talk to the person uh, who, who owned the flag. I, want, I wanted to know her side of the story, but when I wanted to reach out to the guy who actually took the flag in a very violent manner, and I have it on video, I, uh, you don't know that like 10 people in front of me like oh how dare you don't you understand like and yelling to my face like how dare you doing this don't you understand this is a sensitive and I'm like I'm just trying to get the side of you know his side of the story that way you won't think I'm biased but and that's very that's, that's so important because nowadays they love to call the media biased which is true not all the time but you keep calling us a biased but you don't talk to us you don't talk to us. So if you don't give me your side of the story, how am I ever going to talk about it if you if you don't talk to me? And that has happened to me so many times lately. It's kind of interesting because certain groups, they know you. They already know who you are. And they basically, you are already on the blacklist. So they don't give you interviews no more. So just FYI. So, and I've been in that position. So they know who you are and you actually go to one of their events to report on the event that they actually want to have media to cover it, but you go there and they don't talk to you. Okay, so I'm here to some extent, I guess, helping you because I'm reporting on your event, but you're not talking to me, but I'm biased because I'm not, I'm biased by omission, but if you don't give me information, how am I going to report on it? Yeah, that's like, to me, that's hilarious because it's like, well, first of all, if someone's giving you a platform to tell your story, well, and then you're going, no, I don't trust you. You're going to get the wrong side of me. We're like, well, you're the only one who controls the side of what's coming on here. So all you have to do is just say what you want to say on camera. But to me, that's like a comedian going like someone saying, hey, man, here's this open mic stage. We got a spot for you. And you're like, I don't want to go because I don't know if the audience is going to laugh, really. So, you know, and you guys are going to just distort my jokes. And you're like, no, dude, if you go up there and you're funny, you're good. You know, and I'm giving yeah. you the platform right here. Here you go. You know, and you're like, well, I don't trust you. Okay, well, then you're probably not that funny then. Okay, then probably what you're doing is not actually the right way to go. Yeah, and, and they go out of their way. Like I said, during, especially during big protests, like like I said, they already know who you are the same way we already know who they are. Like, it's kind of like, hey, what's up? Nice seeing you again, almost, you know? Uh, the same way they know we know who they are. Uh, during a protest, I don't even they don't talk to us but when i try to talk to another person that does not belong to their group organization or whatever they go out of their way and they go and talk to the person and be like oh don't talk to to him don't talk to her because they're so and so and they do so it's <laughs> it's, it's so hard for for like at least for me that, that that's my personal experience how am i able to do my job how am i able to tell your side of your story how am i you know, how can I do this when you're, first of all, you don't want to talk to me. And then you're telling other people not to talk to me. So of course, I'm not going to tell your side of the story because you're not talking to me. You're not giving it to me. It's like high school. I swear to God. It's crazy. Don't, <laughs> Almost. don't talk to her. All right. I won't. She's a I I'm not going to talk to her. It's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens. <laughs> it's so damn funny. You know, I, I wanted to mention earlier too. I remember like, when you're like, yeah, and the, and the news media just changes what you say. I'm like, the most perfect example that is happening now is uh, the NASCAR race where they're they're in the background, <laughs> they're in the background chanting "F Joe Biden," and then the news reporter clearly hears what they're saying. She's not dumb, like, and she's just like, "See, they're cheering for you. Let's go, Brandon." And like, you literally just started the whole biggest trend in America now. Let's go, Brandon. And it's like you just you just lied to us right on camera and like you know what you did and like i'm sure your producers told you to do it like i'm i'm not it's not just all the journalists fault i'm sure but that's where we're at you know <laughs> we're like you can't lie i i have ears i can hear what's going on you know yeah we are we're at a very interesting place now in society and I don't see this changing anytime soon i honestly feel like you know how the saying goes the shit needs to hit the fan like it needs to get really 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 bad for people to acknowledge that it's not right what's happening it's not right what we're doing uh, but until then and unfortunately in the meantime during that process when until people acknowledge of what's not right people are gonna get hurt people are gonna get hurt 
And that's that's the sad part about it. It's like it's a human nature. Unless it's really really bad, they don't they don't go back to how things should be. And yeah, I I, I personally don't think I, I don't see things happening or changing for for better anytime soon at all. That's what I was actually I was gonna ask you. I was gonna lead into that. Like, what's your outlook for the rest of twenty one, twenty twenty two? And um, yeah, I think the I think the thing that I noticed the most was like uh, I was I was afraid that the right would start getting violent because you see the left very violent all the time and they're kind of getting what they want. Like they, they have every branch of government. They have, you know, everything in Congress, Senate presidency, they've gotten every, uh, they gotten the police to fund it. They've gotten literally everything they want and they've gotten it through violence. So the way I see that is like, well, what if the right looks at that and they go, well, if that's how they get what they want, why don't we do the same? And I'm like, well, this is not good. Now we have two sides being violent and this is going to create this crazy America. Like what, do, what do we do? So like that's that was always my kind of my fear and I, I kind of I'm with you I I do think it's gonna get worse before it gets better unfortunately. Yeah yeah like like, like I told you I at this point I I think both sides are yeah like I, I have been attacked by both sides I have been yeah no it's it's it's, it's been scary because like I said I'm small I and then I've been surrounded by I mean I would understand to some extent if I have girls yelling at me, cause okay, it's a girl, get it. But I have like grown up guys, like six foot tall guys, like yelling at me, calling me all sorts of name, names to my face and pushing me and shoving me. Like I have gone through that from both sides, from both sides. So, so at this point, I feel like the best description is like, you have you have two, two people in a, in, in, in a pool of gasoline. One person has a match, the other one has a match as well. So both are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> because both of them are in a pool of gasoline. So right. at this point, I think both sides are at fault. Uh, one more, more than the other, possibly. But at this point, I, I don't see any compromise happening. I don't see any, I don't, I don't see things getting better, honestly, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know if you heard Viviana, but women can do everything men can do. So you should have just fought the guy. I mean, I'm sure you would have had an equal. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm sure I... he would have taken it easy on you, you know? No, that guy. <laughs> I remember this particular guy because I was shaking. I was shaking. I was so afraid because nowadays people don't care if you're a girl no, at all. Not at all. No. no. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to punch me. He's going to punch me. But here's the thing. I, during like this is like me thinking like oh he's gonna punch me I was like yelling back at him you know I was like he's gonna punch me it's okay but I'm not gonna show him that I'm afraid I was afraid of course obviously and I was yelling back at him until someone came the police came they had to score oh my gosh I had to call the police so many times to get me out of these situations like I should just have their like phone like on speed dial at this point <laughs> but uh yeah no it's it's, it's very scary it's it's yeah, it's it's a horrible situation for reporters right now being out, out there because nobody likes you and nobody likes you. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, what would I, what advice would you uh, would you give to um, reporters and journalists? Don't do, Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do not become a reporter or journalist ever, ever in your life. That's my advice. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. I actually no, I'm just kidding. Oh, go ahead, go no, ahead. I mean, I truly believe uh, reporters, journalists can definitely make a difference. I know it sounds super cliche. Yeah, we can make a difference. But it is true. It is true. Not every single reporter can make a difference because some reporters work for a specific corporation. They have an agenda and they are not willing to lose their job because, you know. So, but there are, there are a few there are few who truly are fighting against the establishment, whether that could be the government, whether that could be any type of organizations, like some people are, some reporters are, some journalists are. And because of those journalists is that we get to actually really be informed with, you know, with actual facts. Um, so if you wanna become a journalist, if you think you're gonna do it because of the money, you're in the wrong place because unless you are in a, you've been, you know, I don't, I don't want to say names. 
because then people think I'm going against that person or in favor of the person. But unless you are a well-renowned figure, you're making money. Other than that, you're making okay money. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, so put your ego aside. You think it's because you're pretty or whatever, uh, forget about it, or because of money. Uh, and it's a lot about, it's, it's, it's hard work. It's hard work. And now more than ever, people don't like you. People, you are not welcome. Uh, but if you wish to do so, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. And hopefully along the way, you don't forget your values, your ethics, your morals. Hopefully you won't forget them. That's all I can say. I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, it's, it's people like you who are, uh, holding it down for us. Trust me. It's, you know, for you to make a difference. I'm, I'm not doing anything. Trust me. I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm not doing like zero in comparison to what other people are doing. Like zero. Trust enough me. for your, enough for your modesty. I don't like it. No, seriously. I'm not. <laughs> I mean it. I'm not. No, no, but it's, it's truth for reporters who, um, believe it or not, you do, you do make a difference and you're supposed to feel lonely when you're doing it. That's how, you know, you're doing the right thing. It's when it's, when it's not all good job, Viviana Serrate for it's when it's all mostly, you know, what's going on now and you're doing a great job. And, um, you know, we citizens appreciate it. Trust me. I know for sure. I do. Thank you. I don't know how to feel because I don't feel like I'm doing anything. I, I, I could give you a list of other people who are doing way, 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 way more than me. Uh, but I guess, thank you. I, I don't know. Just to me, to me, the way I see things is I don't care what you believe. I don't care who you follow. I don't care what's your, uh, political beliefs. I really don't care at all. But what I care about is for the community to be informed. Uh, and whether like whatever you say as a reporter, whatever you say, as long as it's the truth, I don't care what the viewer decides to do with that. As long as I know they're being rightfully informed. What they do with it, that's their problem. But at least for me, I'll just tell you the facts, the truth. It's up to you whether you like it or not or, or whatever. Like I, said, I don't care about your beliefs. Just about, for me, I will tell you the truth. That's it. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's a beautiful way to end it. I promise you 30 to 45 minutes. I think it went over a little bit. So sorry about oh, that. Shoot. In the meantime, Perfect. grateful to have you on the show. This was awesome. We, we haven't had a journalist yet and I was trying to get one and uh, it was everything I, I wanted. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you. And you might not have too many because yeah, <laughs> obvious reasons. <laughs> right, right. Well, thanks for having the courage for talking to this moron over here. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Of course. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, our interview with the great Viviana Serrate. Thanks again, Viviana, for coming on the show. I loved it. I had a great time. Uh, you're the first journalist we got to speak to on this podcast, which is great. Like I said, at the start of the show, we pride ourselves on being diverse as hell. You know, I, I only want to talk to people that are involved in topics that I fucking want to talk about. Simple as that, man. And um, journalism is definitely one of them. So... Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for being as honest as you were. And thank you for being open about your experiences in the field. So um, I loved it. And hopefully we get to have you back someday. Uh, in the meantime, all you Alternate Take listeners, maybe first time listeners, go back to our earlier episodes and check those out. I'm sure you guys will love them. And uh, follow us on Instagram at Alternate Take DR. And uh, that's it, man. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll see you guys later, dude. Peace.